Hi, I'm Lana Flatteron, and today I'm interviewing Krista Russo because she inspires me. She is presently my life coach. She is an inspirational speaker, lifestyle and spirituality coach, international retreat leader, yoga instructor, international wellness specialist, and founder of Moon Sister Rising, a global movement threading together retreats, events, and workshops that raise the collective vibration, empower your voice, nurture your soul, and awaken internal sacred feminine energy, all in the name of creating magic alongside Mother Earth. So, Krista, welcome. Thank you. Hi, Lana. <laughs> I'm so happy to be doing this today with you. So excited. <laughs> um, please tell me your background, um, where you were born, what your upbringing was like, parents, if Married, siblings, school, public, private, college, and sure. how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently t- uh, 33, turning 34 in a few weeks. <laughs> but um, so I was born in Brooklyn, and then I lived a few years in Staten Island and moved to New Jersey, where I grew up in Berkeley Heights. Um, and then I went to high school at uh, Mount St. Mary's in Wachung. And my, I would say that my childhood, um, I was a very spiritual child. But at the time, um, my parents were extremely Catholic. So I was grow, I grew up extremely religious. Um, I was always a wild spirit. Uh, my mom would always get phone calls all the time, like, are you looking for your daughter? Um, and I would be like off in the woods exploring somewhere. Um, so I was definitely a wanderer when I was a child and deeply devoted um, into religion, which turned eventually into spirituality when I got older. Um, when I went to college, I was really searching for a group of friends and a place where I felt like I fit in. Um, I think growing up, I never really felt like I fit in very well. Um, I always had a lot of friends and and a lot of people around me, but I, there was a piece of me that just never really felt, I think because I had this deep connection to spirituality, there was a piece of me that didn't feel like I fully fit in because it wasn't something that was talked about then. Um, And I don't think at the time I understood why I didn't fit in. I just felt like the outcast a bit. Um, And so when I went to college, I was really looking for a place where I fit in. And I had I found a great group of friends. um, And then really started to I met um, when I was younger. I uh, I moved from Staten Island, so I was a bit of a, a guidette. <laughs> I always say I used to have some gold pleather pants that I'll never forget and wish I could find to this day. Um, but so I met um, a lot of friends that were a bit earthier, um, and I found my inner hippie. Uh, and I think that helped a lot with turning into who I am today and eventually finding yoga. Um, made a very large trans- transition from that. Um, my parents were, my mom, super religious. Um, they were both from Brooklyn. My dad is uh, an accountant, and he was always um, had that entrepreneur mindset. So I think that's where I get that piece of me from. Um, and yeah, so my childhood was. I was a little bit depressed, I think, growing up for the beginning of my childhood. And then when I got into college, um, I started to 
find friends where I felt like I fit in and learn more about myself. But I think I still had a lot of insecurities um, and drank a lot of alcohol, um, partied a lot, and didn't really have a lot of self-worth or value. Now, you know, back then, I don't think I realized that. But knowing who I am now, um, I realized that back then I was really searching and really lost. Um, When I graduated college, I switched careers about seven times (laughs) because I couldn't understand why I wasn't happy anywhere. Um, I went from the fashion industry to marketing for commercial real estate, working um, as a bartender and a cocktail waitress to working in a hair salon in, in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. So I had I explored a lot of different areas. And I think at the time, um, I was just trying to understand who I was and where I fit in in the world. And, you know, I just remember thinking, like, there has to be more to life. Um, and I the corporate world with the fluorescent lighting, it just felt all like it, it didn't fit in with what I was searching for. Um, and so around the age of 25, I started working out and I found a group of friends and that really changed my life because at the time I was still partying a lot. Um, and when I found working out, I, I kind of moved from the partying phase to learning about myself and wanting to take care of myself. And it felt like a shift um, kind of from this place of being really lost to starting to have a healthier focus on who I was as a person. And um, I got injured and found yoga. And that's where I really started my journey of of self-discovery and um, I think cleaning up the pieces and becoming whole. <laughs> Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so that kind of my, goes into my next question, which is when, where, and how, and why did you start in this path? So you said at 25, is that when it started? And um, I think this path really started when I got into the corporate world. Um, I, I was just extremely unhappy, and every day was just pure. I mean, I was really miserable. I I remember at one point I was a cocktail waitress and also working at a salon in the city. And I would work till 630 in the morning some some nights and then be back at work at 830 in the morning. And every lunch break would just like go to the bathroom across the street and just cry. Um, so I, I found that I was working in a lot of toxic environments um, and that that's when I really started to think like there had to be more. And so I started, um, I found Wayne Dyer around that time. And I listened to Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And um, at the time, I was working in the travel industry. And I um, I was extremely unhappy and just wanted to be, at this point, I had wanted to be my own boss. And like I said, just wanted more in life. And so I found Wayne Dyer. And I realized that every day I was showing up to work with this mindset of being miserable. And it was the the book really taught me it was the first time I understood that if I wanted to change my life, I couldn't keep them the same I had to have the same mindset of what I wanted to create. So I couldn't start putting out this vibration of showing up that I don't like my life and I'm unhappy and expect my me to get 
the opposite of a fulfilled life that I love um, and that inspired me. So I, I started to show up every single day and with a completely different attitude of I love my life and and you know, the struggles, the obstacles, um, my bosses, instead of getting angry, I started looking at them with love and thank you for being a huge lesson in my life. Um, so once I think I began to shift my mindset and when I moved into teaching yoga, it was really a whole journey um, that started at that point. Okay. So when was, what age were you when you, when you found the Wayne Dyer book, Change Your Thoughts? Um, I was around, so let's see, 25 was when I started. I, I would say I was around 28. Okay. And then 27, 28. And how did you find that book? Did someone recommend it? I was really bored at work, work one day. <laughs> and um, I think I came across, I must have been going through the internet or, or maybe one of my yoga instructors had sent me um, an interview with Wayne Dyer. Um, on manifesting your life. And I was always very big into manifestation. Um, and so when she sent that interview over, I watched the interview, which I absolutely loved. And then I started to do more research. And that's how I found his books. Okay, great. Um, so like, so yes, I'm so interested in this path. And this is a path that I'm currently on. So and so I, I wanted to know, so what came next? Like, what came next on this path till now? Like, what was the whole journey from that point on till now? So basically, the way that it kind of all unfolded was I started to do a lot of this self-work. Um, so it was kind of two parts. I found yoga um, and I went for my, I knew that I wanted to do, be more in the holistic world. Um, so I got my yoga teacher training because I wanted to start to create that shift of how I could start to work in a different in, um, in different environment. And so that was one piece of it. And then all of the mindset work. So reading a lot of books and just changing my perception. Um, I... I ran into, I had a friend, um, I had gone on a wellness trip to India and one of the girls that I met there um, was, she had her own company and I remember I, I called her one day and I was just looking for some direction and she said, you need to find a bridge job. Um, so I ended up actually taking a bridge job at Lululemon for a seasonal position, which was the way that I transferred out of New York City. Um, and I really wanted to live by the beach. So I moved to the beach uh, and I started working at Lululemon. Um, and I took a I still wanted to keep I loved travel. Um, so I ended up becoming an independent contractor for the travel industry, which is actually something I still do today. Um and that was really how I made that shift. So I took the bridge job and then I started working for another travel company from home a, about a year afterwards, eight months to a year afterwards. And um, I was just building my own company at the same time, which is probably why I got fired. <laughs> um, and I so I hired the kind of the way that I really went full out on my own was um, I invested in myself, I think, because I was serious about the life that I wanted to create, the people that I wanted to serve. I invested um, more money than I think I had at the time, but I, I in a really wonderful training in New York City with um, Gabby Bernstein and then also in this amazing, amazing coach. Um, 
And I think by just showing the universe that I was ready to move forward, because I think that sometimes it's um, it's not like you just wait until it comes to you. You kind of have to take that first step to show the universe, like, I'm serious about this change and I'm ready. Um, and then the universe responds to you. So I was playing a game with my business coach where she said, um, you need to create $5,000 in your life and you need to do that on your own services. So not from, you know, a your travel job or any of that kind of income, you need to bring that in yourself. And so I sat down in the morning and I prayed and I said, universe, create the space for $5,000 to come into my life. And I would say not even an hour later, I got the phone call and got fired. And I sat there in shock. Um, and then right after that, I turned on music and I started doing the biggest happy dance of my life because I realized that the universe had just answered my prayers. Um, so I think the journey really was a lot of um, rational leaps. Like I didn't just like show up to work and quit my job one day. Um, so it was a lot of rational leaps, a lot of trust, a lot of faith, perseverance of continuing to move forward um, and just trusting the journey. And choosing to live and not settle um, for a life that I absolutely loved and that inspired me. Oh, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm like, like I guess said, like, I, I love it. I love the story. I love to hear the journey. And the only thing is, like, I'm very detailed-oriented. So I want to <laughs> know, like, so from 28, when did you do the teacher training? When did you go to India? When did, when was that timeline? What was the timeline? So I – so around 20 – I started working for the travel company, I want to say around 27. Um, and then probably around 28 was when I did my yoga teacher training. Um, and then India was probably, oh, India was actually during my yoga teacher training. Yeah. So I was in India and um, that's where I met um, Bettina, who was the woman, the girl that I was just telling you about. Um, and so at 28, I did my teacher training, and then I would say around 29 that I – 29 or 30. Sorry, I'm so bad with actual timelines. <laughs> um, around 29 or 30 was when I took that job at Lululemon um, and then kind of made that big switch. And then that I was at Lululemon for about six months. Um, and then I switched over to that other travel company to work from home, which I was with them for about a year, um, a little less than a year. And then I made the full leap. And then it's been about a year and a half of my being completely on my own. So I hope my years completely add up. But that's kind of how the timeline <laughs> went. Okay, great. So but when did you start teaching yoga? Um, right away. I went into yoga teacher training knowing I wanted to teach, knowing that I wanted to go out full-fledged. Um, and I just I started teaching as soon as I could. I actually taught a few classes in India before I graduated. Um, that's where I taught my, my first classes. Okay. But I dove right in. <laughs> okay. That's, that's awesome. So my next question is, what is your mission, your goal right now? My overall mission or yes. 
I think my overall mission is just to continue to empower um, women and men to live life to their fullest, to not be afraid to step out of their comfort zones and to go for their dreams because I truly, truly to the deepest of my core believe that you can create anything that you desire in your life as long as you are moving with intentional action that stems from your heart and trusting in the universe. You have to create a really strong relationship with the universe, Mother Nature, God, whatever, whoever it is that you believe in, um, to create that bond and then to go for your dreams and um, live the life that you dream of. Right now, I am working also on empowering women um, in stepping into their financial power, their empowerment um, and really bringing in that wealth that they dream of so that they have that support to do their work. My overall goal is to really support the planet um, and to spread more light and love by empowering people to wake up and follow their true gifts so that we can spread this love all over our planet and really bring it back into balance and, and, and bring a healing for Mother Nature. I love it. <laughs> I love it because you're doing it for me right now, and it's it's amazing. Well, you're, you're amazing. doing it for you, <laughs> but you're helping me do it. You for are me. kicking butt. <laughs> um. So, what are you doing presently besides <laughs> be my life coach? And what are your plans for 2020 and beyond? So right now, um, I'm working actually on a new program. Um, similar to Birthing Your Passion Project that we did, but this one is going to be focused on financial and increasing your money. Um, so what we were just talking about, I, I really want to start to step a little bit more into my power um, of being a money coach and, and guiding people in drawing that form of desired wealth into their lives. Um, so that is kind of my next venture, my next move into growing. Um, and then for 2020, thinking about where um, our retreats are going to lead us this year. I don't know. Australia keeps calling to us. Um, so I think that the major plans are stepping into all of this money work and empowering women um, to really just own that and then leading the retreats and continuing with coaching um, because I absolutely love working one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, and that's kind of where I see it going at the moment. Okay, great. Great. No, it's exciting. I'm kind of curious to see what's coming up. So um, thank you. Uh, next, I wanted to ask you what you do daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, like your rituals, your habits that help you to stay in this high vibration. Yeah, of course. So I would say on a daily, um, one of the most powerful things that I do, um, we've talked about time blocking before. Um, and so each season, I, I run my business and my life according to, I never used to understand like quarterlies for companies. I was like never clicked in my brain. Um, and then all of a sudden, I was talking to my business coach who said that she ran her business according to the seasons. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. That must be what they're talking about with quarterlies. Um, so each season, I do a check-in and I look at um, time blocking and to make sure that I'm creating enough space in my schedule. Um, generally, I like at least three hours a week, three times a week minimum to really have that space for self-care 
um, and for fun. So one of my things that I'm doing at this moment is um, I like when I wake up in the morning, I've been making a fire to do my meditations outside if it's not raining. Um, And um, at this time, I've been doing making sure to get yoga in. Um, I spin a lot for my mental and physical well-being. Um, And I also... I create a blocked day out in my schedule, which I call a creation day. And that's a day that feeds my soul um, because it's really I can't do the work that I do without feeding my own soul or I have nothing to teach and share. Because one of my, you know, pillars, um, the foundation, my core values is that to authentically share. I don't share anything that I I don't teach anything that I haven't gone through or experienced myself that I haven't already been on that journey. Um So I make sure to set an entire day aside every single week where maybe I'm reading inspiring books or doing my own soul work and exercises um, and working on things that inspire me. And I think that is something that really helps in keeping with um, keeping inspired. And I make time to to meditate. I think meditation is really, really important. because life can get so busy and it's so powerful to just be able to slow down and tune into your mind. Um, So I'd say those are the main things that I really do to make sure that I am in alignment. Um, In the fall season, I cook a lot more than I do in other seasons. Um, So I really go based upon what that season is asking and live my life and my schedule and make sure that I'm putting enough time in for me and friends and family um, so that my soul is is fed and that I'm learning enough and and learning from coaches and um, all of that, all of the self-work that I'm making sure to do that myself so I can go ahead and, and teach from an empowered place. Okay, thanks. But to go a little deeper into that, so is there anything specific that you do daily, like the meditation you said, is there something that you do in morning practice or evening practice or, you know, is it day by day you go, uh, you know, by how you feel? And the same thing with yoga, do you practice every day or, you know, and is it a certain time of the day? So that that changes um, all the time. I can kind of give you a little bit of an insight of to what it looks like right now. Um, right now, since I'm doing a lot of the financial work with the workshop coming up, um, I start my day with the fire. So that's kind of a new thing for this season. Um, I like to start with making a fire and I'll sit outside and I will do a meditation. Um, I make my coffee first because coffee is always part of my ritual. Um, And so I'll come outside with my coffee. I'll do a meditation. Um, I write my goals down every single day. Uh, I've been doing tracking, money tracking, so abundance. Um, I'm Like we were talking about before, I'm a huge believer in what you draw into your life. You have to be in that mindset already. So if I see a penny on the street, I am super excited and I I track that um, because I am in an abundance mindset. And the more that you find gratitude for even the little things that sends that message out to the universe that, okay, she must really like this. Let's send her some more. Um, So tracking is one of my rituals right now, writing my goals. Um, I listen to a meditation, a financial abundance meditation every single night. Um, either at nighttime or in the morning. There's really no specific time. Um, 
yoga. I have been going to the most amazing yoga studio lately. Um, and I try to do that about two or three times a week. Um, and then spin, I try to do about tw- two or three times a week. Generally, probably I'd say maybe like four to five is what I get in, um, in total of that. And there's no really set um, timing of all of this. It's kind of what I block into my schedule and then however it comes out in the week, I make sure to get that in. Um, and in terms of ritual, that's really kind of the main things that I do right now. And then also that creation day, which blocks out really a whole day of space where I don't feel rushed. I can get up and, and I can move from inspiration instead of, um, instead of, you know, like a, a schedule where I, I feel like I have to get something done. Instead, things can kind of really flow from my heart. Um, one other thing is that in the summer, I love to get up and watch the sunrise every day oh, or go to the beach. <laughs> the beach is always I know, I know you're like, your place is like, you could see the ocean from your place. So yeah, watch so, the sunrise. <laughs> so I guess, so yeah. beautiful. I try to make it down to the beach for the actual sunrise, but, um, but, a lot of days it's I make coffee and I watch the sunrise from the from the deck, which was something that I manifested um, because I f- saw this place and I always need the woods and the ocean um, for my mental well-being. And I thought about it every single day. And um, I, I truly believe I created that in my life. I know. That's amazing. I, you know, I plan on one day being on the beach. And so I don't know. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen. You do it. <laughs> Keep thinking. Keep your focus there. <laughs> One other thing I know that you love is well. That's my other question. What nourishes you? One thing I know is surfing, and I know nature. But if maybe if you could tell me more about that, I don't know how you incorporate that in your life. I don't know if you're still surfing. Yeah. So um, surfing definitely in it really based upon the waves. Um, last summer. We had a ton of waves, so I would probably block out those three hours three times a week to just surf anytime there were waves in the week, um, whether it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon or 6 in the morning or sunset. Um, so surfing was a huge part of last year's summer. This summer, we didn't really have too many waves, um, so it was the fall that I started to surf a lot more and, and block that in. Um, I'm going to be heading down to the Outer Banks for Thanksgiving um, to make sure to get surfing in for a full week or, or almost a week. Um, so I definitely try to plan surf trips um, to make sure that's in my schedule and go out as much as I can at home. I do have to say, as the water starts to get colder, I do get a little bit more afraid in the water. <laughs> um, so I will still go out, but I definitely have that. Um, I love the summery, playful ocean um, or warm water ocean. Um, I think for me, surfing became a like a form of yoga for me um, because Mother Nature, one, you build this beautiful relationship with the ocean. I used to be absolutely terrified of the ocean. Um, and my friend Nadia was teaching me how to surf. Um, and she said, the first thing I, that we need to do is get you comfortable in the water. And she was like, what are you afraid of? I was like, well, obviously, I'm terrified of sharks and um, dying in the ocean. <laughs> she's like, well, we need to start there. So we went out into the water one day and she said to me, she's like, you need to talk to the ocean. You need to build that relationship and create that sacred 
experience with the ocean, um, which I think ties so beautifully into the overall plan of what I want to create in the world with Moon Sister Rising, with my own work, um, is really building that relationship with Mother Nature, because when we have that relationship, we're more connected to who we are, and we're also more connected to you know, our entire planet as a whole, um, which in tune allows us to want to take care of it and, and ourselves more. Um, but I think that the amazing thing about Mother Nature is she'll just call you out on your bullshit whenever. So there are so many times that I will go into the ocean and maybe I'm stressed or something's going on and I can't figure it out. And I will go in the ocean and she'll kick my butt and I'll be sitting there and like crying my eyes out. And like, please, no one see me like bawling my eyes out over here. <laughs> but um, it's it's just a beautiful way of she, she's so cleansing. Um, so I think that for me, it's a really spiritual experience or when you catch that magical wave and you have the most amazing ride and it's like you caught that because you spoke to Mother Nature and you said, OK, this is my wave. We're going to do this now. And like I just think that once you can go out there and you can feel not connected at all and you can have what feels like a horrible session or you can go out there and it can be the most magical experience of your life. Um, I'll never forget the day that there were like thousands of butterflies around sunset. Um, so I think with surfing, it it's, it brings me back to who I am and it reminds me that all of this work that it's real, right? Because it can be so easy sometimes to fall into a rut and to think like, what am I doing this for? Or it's not going to work and to forget trusting the process or to try to, you know, create things all on your own and to create things on your own, to create your biggest dreams in your life. You can't do that on your own. You have to have that relationship with mother nature and with a higher power to be able to really create magic in your life. Um, so I think that, when you have experiences like that, it reminds you that there's so much more to life and that you truly are that powerful as a person. And it empowers you to want to to want to up level your life, to rise up and to serve other people and to serve the planet. So the ocean does a lot for me. <laughs> yes. No, I know. I know you're so connected with Mother Nature. That's why, like when you were saying that you do yoga and you do the spin and the meditation. But I'm like, I know you. I, I know you. I think because I need, to, I need to hear the mother nature. I know we got to get to the mother nature. Well, fire for me is is a big piece of mother nature. Um, I absolutely love fire. I think that I do. I love fire gazing meditations. Um, how cleansing fire is. You can have ceremony and ritual where you are, you know, releasing. We've talked a lot about cord cutting lately, um, and I will do this with. Um, multiple times throughout the year. The new year is a great time to do it, but they're with um, all of the equinoxes like fall equinox or when you move into winter or the summer solstice. They're all amazing times to kind of have that shift, that transformation point in your life where you're like, okay, this is an old identity or this is a habit I've had or this is an experience or a trauma or something that was going on in my life that I no longer want anymore. And then when you release something like that into the fire and you commit to letting go, I truly believe that, you know, everything transforms. So fire is a huge piece of nature for me um, that I love to connect with. I can sit in front of a fire and all of a sudden it just clears everything out. Um, hikes. I love taking my dog to go for a hike all the time um, or to the beach. I think maybe because I've been more doing the fire lately than, um, than surfing. 
in the past probably a couple of weeks. Um, I think maybe that's why I didn't talk about it because <laughs> I try to live in the moment and what I'm experiencing. Yes, no, no, but, but I, yes. I, I wanted, yeah, just to make sure we get cover that too. <laughs> but uh, I guess since you're doing the fire ceremony right now, what exactly are you doing? What is that meditation that you're doing? Um, so it's really just building that, again, that connection with the fire. I think fire is really, really powerful. Um, and Scorpio season is all about shedding those layers and shedding the past. Um, so for me, it's really focusing on my intentions and a lot of the cord cutting lately and just releasing into the fire what no longer serves me. Um, but truly believing I, I've been talking about doing a lot of money work lately. Um, and so one of my ceremonies, I actually burnt money. Um, I was burning old old habits and, and you know, old identities. And I, I looked at my boyfriend, Tim, and I, I explained to him what I did. And he was like, you did what? You're, you're drawing more money into your life. So you're burning money. And I was like, yeah, it was just like a couple of dollars or whatever. He's like, so what was a hundred? What if it was a couple hundred dollar bills? And I was like, well, then I would have burnt those because <laughs> I truly believe in the significance of, you know, releasing. And there's something really beautiful about that. If you burn money, it, it you watch and it transforms into energy. It just transforms into something else, right? And that is a huge reminder that money is just a man-made thing. It's just it's just paper. But it has so much power attached to it, right? And that was a huge reminder for me that it's energy and that all of that power that comes along with it, it's not in that piece of paper. There's so much more that is energetically connected to it. And that's where the real work comes in. Um, so I think fire has that amazing ability to transform um, in um, so many different ways. But is it like a five minute like standard meditation you do or a 10 minute? Is it a guided meditation? Is it a specific thing that you say or is it different every day? It's always different. Um, I think that it's more intuitive. Um, there'll never be a time where I say, okay, I'm going to sit down for 40 minutes. But I've been meditating for a really long time. So meditation comes very naturally to me. Um, if I was kind of working with someone who was new to meditation, I would definitely have a different approach of what I would recommend of starting with a certain amount of times or doing a guided meditation or different breathing techniques. Um, for me, I like to, one of my favorite um, ways that I like to meditate is to sit down and just allow all of the craziness that's going on in my mind. I, I want to get an insight into what is happening in my subconscious mind what are what am i thinking what are those thoughts and what's lying underneath those thoughts so for me it's it's allowing that chatter to happen and to observe it to learn more about what is going on internally so that i can then be like okay yes this is who i want to be no this is not who i want to be this is a thought that i want to throw into the fire that i want to transform um we talked a lot about the work of I forgive, thank you, I love you, and I'm sorry. Um, so sometimes my meditation will be if I'm doing a lot of decluttering, I'll have a thought that comes into my mind and, and I'll notice, right, so maybe it's something that happened a week ago and for some reason I'm still thinking about it. Well, that's an energetic connection or maybe it's something from a few years ago that I still have an energetic connection to. So that's kind of where that cord cutting comes in and I'll focus on that thought and I'll use those four mantras and I'll actually speak to that thought 
to have a conversation to understand, you know, to build that relationship. Because a lot of times say that your thought is I'm not worthy and or it's happened in the past. So this is a common one. It's happened in the past. So obviously it'll happen again. Um, And so I'll I'll talk to that thought and be like, I'm really sorry that I have made you feel this way and that, you know, you've been hurt. I love you. You're an amazing person. You are valued or whatever the conversation is. um, It's a little bit more in depth to what I'm actually speaking to. But I'll have a conversation until I actually feel a shift of how I feel inside. So it's sometimes I'm talking to the thought and the, that experience or the other person that's involved maybe in that thought. Or sometimes I'm talking to myself because I think self-love and reminding yourself that, you know, I forgive you for what you've done in the past or forgiving someone else. There's so much power um, that comes in meditating like that. And then underneath that, you'll see other of the roots start to pop out. So for me, meditations are, they're a journey. They're an exploring and adventure of kind of learning more about what's going on inside of me. And then, you know, kind of deciding this is something I want to continue to grow. And this is something I want to release. This is who I want to be. And this is what I want to shed. Um, every meditation, though, is different. Um, but yeah, and it also depends on my anxiety level for that day. Maybe some <laughs> days it's really talking a lot. Other days I'm more in stillness and, and breathing. Okay. So just, I don't want to beat this too much, but one last thing. So yeah. would it be that you wake up and light a fire and then just do like a meditation that, that's in, like you said, instinctual for you? Um, I would say I wake up, I definitely make my coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I let Toby out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of give myself that little bit of time of slowly waking up. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it's with the sunrise, sometimes it's not. Um, I do try as often as I can to get up with the sunrise. And then I'll go outside, I'll make my fire. Um, and this, of course, depends on on the weather. I'll bring my cards with me. So I love the animal spirit cards. Um, and I'll sit down and it's it's different depending on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll do my cards first. Sometimes I'll journal first. Um, sometimes I'll meditate first. So I really try to tune in to where I am that morning and what I need. Maybe some mornings I need a bit of a breathing. Maybe sometimes I just need to sit there and look at the fire. So I think that the biggest piece of it is just honoring where I am that day, how I woke up, and then where I want to go and what I want to accomplish. Um, so I really just tune into really what I think that I need more than anything as opposed to I'm not a big fan of like okay this is when you wake up and then you got to do this and this and this I never liked rules (laughs) (laughs) okay no good thank you because that's what I'm I'm trying to like understand it you know maybe (laughs) to come up with with so like a little more detail I'm very detailed my background's a CPA so I'm always like (laughs) which in that case might work for you right Mm -hmm. because maybe that's a personality mm-hmm. quality, right? Mm-hmm. So you might feel more comfortable knowing a structure that's along with it. Um, but I think always making sure just to tune in with like kind of first saying, what do I need? You know, your your instincts, your gut, that little voice inside of you will be like, hey, do this. Like, this is what you need right now. But maybe having that structure um, of this is the way that it's going to go is a great way to lay it out. And then, you know, nothing's in concrete so you can adjust as you need yes thank you 
So what can you share, teach, advice, recommend, books, movies, podcasts for someone that needs help right now, maybe feels lost or, or and or is in despair? Like what would you say first, first book you got to get or the first movie you got to watch or the first podcast or whatever else that comes to you? I think um, definitely starting out, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life is a great one because if you're just starting out, you want to start to shift your mindset. Um, The Universe Has Your Back is a great starting point. Um, And also Wishes Fulfilled by Wayne Dyer. So The Universe Has Your Back is by Gabby Bernstein. um, And Wishes Fulfilled is by Wayne Dyer. So I think those are three amazing, amazing places to start. Um, if you're starting out with money, You Are a Badass at Making Money is a great book to start with. Um, what were the other questions? No, yeah, <laughs> I said movies or podcasts or anything else. It's just somebody's in despair and they're lost and they're like, I want my life to change. Like, what can I do right now? So I think those are a really great place to start out um, with books. A movie that I love actually is Soul Surfer um, about Bethany Hamilton. Are you familiar with her story? I think it's a true story, right? Yeah. She got bit by a straw. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies of of inspiration. Um, Just if I'm ever feeling like, oh, I'm never going to make it. I'll never be able to accomplish it. That just kind of reminds me that anything is possible. Um, So I really do love that story in that movie. Um, A little bit of nature inspiration, 180 degrees south. Um, I always mess it up 180 or 360, but I think it's 180, (laughs) Um, which is about the owner of Patagonia. Um, And I think that is just a really beautiful story and inspiring one. Um, If you're connected to nature, that's one of my favorites. Um, But I think that's a really great place to start when you're when you're first trying to understand all of this. Um, And then also. Headspace is a really great app if you're looking to get started in meditation. I'll still use sometimes Headspace. Um, Headspace was basically they do these, most of them around 10-minute meditations. Um, When I was still working in New York City and commuting, um, I would listen to them in the morning. And they're a great way to just kind of reset where you are. And it's easy to start to learn about meditation and how it works. Anything else you'd recommend, like you have to start going to yoga or you have to try, you know, at least try start, you know, try yoga or anything else that they could do. I mean, maybe therapy is also, not, you know, and a thing that they need to do. But anything else besides? I would say make a list of the things that light you up. Um, basically, the things that you're extremely interested in. I always think yoga is a great practice. Um but at the t- at some time, it might not be for every single person. It might not – not every person might have that same experience. Um, I do think for the majority of people out there, yes, go to yoga um, because it's so good for your, your mindset. And say you go to a class and it doesn't click, try another teacher. Um, the experience is so incredibly different based upon where you go. Um, so I definitely think, you know, give it a few tries and to find someone that you really connect with. Um, but make a list of the things that you love. Get out into nature and and do the things on your list. Um, so you might enjoy and love painting or writing a book or or surfing or being more active. Um, or you might want to travel and you've been putting it off forever. So I think 
step out of your comfort zone for one. Definitely step out of your comfort zone, make the list, and then make it happen. Um, Make sure that you commit to it because it's great to have an idea. But if you don't actually put that idea into action, then you're never going to move forward. Like I said, if say you want to create, you want to have your own business and you've got this end goal of doing what you love. You have to listen to that very first thing that's calling to you now. I never, and to this day, I still don't know what the company that I'm going to build is or what my business is going to look like because I think that I'd be doing myself and everyone else a disservice if I tried to block it off with this is what it's going to be. Every single step is tuning in and listening what is calling to me now. So, for example, at that moment in time when I wanted to leave my job, there was a a voice that just kept saying, go get your yoga teacher training, go get it. I never knew that I was going to become a life coach or that I, I mean, I think I had an inkling that I always wanted to run retreats um, ever since I worked in the travel industry. But I never knew I wanted to be an inspirational speaker or all the ways that this was going to transform over time. But I allowed myself to just follow that one little step and then the next little step. It doesn't all have to happen overnight. You just have to trust your intuition of where you're going. Listen to that. So you might hear, go paint something or go pick up that book. And that book or that piece of artwork could change your entire life. You have no idea. We've talked a lot about something that's been coming up for you. And we keep saying of starting to bring that to life because you have no idea where those little thoughts and those visions and those inspirations can lead to. And they're there for a reason. Uh, (laughs) So I think that it's important is the best to really make that list of what's calling to you. Now, ask yourself the question, what is it time for right now? What could be possible? Um, And see what comes up and then and then go for it. Do it. Make it happen. Don't give yourself the limitations that there's not enough time or there's not enough money or it's not possible for that to be realistic. I remember when I got into the travel industry, I wanted a job where I could do yoga and surf. And I ended up, I wanted to go to Africa also. That was like my main thing. I thought about it for like 10 years. And I was in a really deep meditation. And I came back and someone connected me into the travel industry. Um, And I kind of was like, travel industry? I don't know anything about that. And basically, within I became an Africa specialist. And within six months, I was going to Africa. I was part of my job was, you know, taking yoga classes and getting surf lessons. So anything is possible. Do not give yourself limitations and have faith in the little things that call to you. I think that is major. Okay, thanks. And then what's come, what would come up for you right now as the most powerful things that has helped you? Like I said, the first book was the Wayne Dyer book, but then what are the main powerful things were transformational for you? Definitely having a life coach, um, working with my coach who I happened to find just looking at a video. She lives in Quebec, um, and I just found a video of her online, and I felt I, – I think I always live life on like a soul spark, um, and I trust those instincts. So I connected with her, and she changed my whole life. Um, She guided me in stepping into a higher version of who I am, stepping into my power. So I think self-development training, um, if you can get a mentor, get a coach um, and and have it be with someone. There's so many people out there. Make sure that you have a deep connection with that person and that you get that kind of soul spark. Um, I think for sure getting a coach, um, 
continue to read the books that call to you and meditate. Definitely like create that space, I think, are the most um, powerful things along the journey that I've, I've really done and doing what you love. Okay, thanks. Are you a member of any groups like women's circles, anything that you're a part of? Um, so for a very long time, I was a part of the Female Entrepreneur Association, um, and I absolutely loved that. And now I still get a lot of um, the emails and a lot of the work that comes through. So I definitely loved that was an online group. Um, but there was actually a lot of women in there that I knew from all like other places in the world, like the woman that I was talking to you about before that told me to go get the bridge job. She was a part of the Female Entrepreneur Association. So that was a cool way of connecting with people all over the world um, and some that I knew that didn't live in the same country as me. Um, so that was one by Carrie Green. I highly recommend her. Um her book is called um, She Means Business. That's definitely a book. If you're looking to start your own business, Carrie Green, mm-hmm. She Means Business. She's amazing. Um, Kate, Sunshine Kate's, uh, she did a workshop, which was a bit of a women's circle. She, um, I loved experiencing that with her. And um, there is a circle that I actually will like to be joining with um, Gabriella, who di- is uh, Gabriella for Change. She does Moon Sister Circles, um, and she's a shaman, so a group like that. Okay, thank you. Now that we're getting close to the end, I just wanted to know either one or a few beliefs that you have, like that beliefs that you have right now. As far as, uh, you know, in this transformation journey, like beliefs that you believe. Definitely. Um, I think one of the big beliefs is to live your life like you are on this magical adventure. Um, Every single day, no matter what you wake up like, you might. There are plenty of mornings I wake up and I feel like crap. And then I choose, you know. I want to live my life like I'm on a mag- magical adventure. I don't want to believe that there's any ceilings or limitations on what I can create in my life. So I think that one is is choosing to live on this just exciting, magical ride where you are going for your biggest dreams and you are connecting with nature and doing the things that you love. Um, and kind of maybe you're doing a meditation and you kind of are in this space where it's all the things that could go wrong and your fears and your doubts, your self-doubts, your worries um, are all kind of all living in that one world. And then you look at the other world where they all come true and they all happen. I, um, I choose to live in that world. So I think that is one of the biggest practices or beliefs that I have right now is, is choosing to live in that life of magic, um, which isn't always easy, but it is a choice. And the other belief I would say is to to follow your heart and your intuition. Um, I think it's really important to so we have our two sides, the feminine and the masculine. The the feminine is your moon side, um, your left side of your body. And I, I truly believe living life based on your intuition. So the idea is you have to work really hard to succeed or you have to suffer to, you know, to make it happen. I I think that, you know, if you really tap into your intuition and that left side of your body, 
Um, of course, it always needs to be in balance with the masculine, but really coming from a place where your intuition guides your every move um, and that you live from your heart and you build that connection with a higher power and you live your life based on all of that and, and, and nature and that relationship with nature, then I think everything begins to unfold for you. So I think that the belief that you're not creating your life alone, you're creating it with a higher power, with mother nature, with your intuition, because you are pure magic um, and you have all of that power inside of you. And there are so many layers, like you're peeling an onion that you can uncover to your soul. Um, and the deeper and deeper you go, the more magic and the, you know, things that look like magic or synchronicities or, or miracles that you can create into your life. So expect miracles. Thank you. <laughs> what do you know for sure? What do I know for sure? I know for sure that you can create anything that you desire. You really can create your biggest dreams and a life that you love if you follow your heart and you persevere, because it's not always an easy journey. But I know that you can truly increase and uplevel the quality of your life so that you are on a magical adventure. Thanks. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you, how would they reach you? So they can reach me. Um, my website is kristarusso.com. Um, it's C-H-R-A-S-T-A. It's sometimes a hard one to spell. Um, and my website's the best way or hello at kristarusso.com is my email. Those are really the two best ways, I think, to reach out or to find me on social media, um, which is Barefoot Yogi 5. <laughs> okay, great. Um, anything else you would like to say? I would just like to say that you are truly powerful. Um, I think that it's easy to forget that we all have the same fears and we all have the same worries. Um, and underneath all of those worries, they're there for a reason. They're only there so that we can learn to keep pulling those layers off. Your, your obstacles are your greatest teachers. They are just asking you to step up. They're asking you to rise into a higher version of who you are. So I think just to really drive home that you have so much power inside of you and that we are all magical beings um, that sometimes when it doesn't feel like you have that power you actually do it's it's those there those things are popping into your life because you're ready you can handle them and they're asking you to take a look to uncover what is really living behind them and to rise into who you're meant to be um so i think that's just remembering how much power you are um and how much of a gift you are to this world Great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this for me. Thank doing you, Doing this podcast. So fun. I really, greatly appreciate it. You are amazing. You inspire me. I love you. And thank you so much. Thank you, Lana. Inspired by you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that concludes it. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. <laughs>